What is up, everybody? Welcome to the All Punked Up Podcast. I'm Tyler Winters. John Pierman is with me. Today, we're going to discuss a Paramore breaking up a fight during one of their performances. We're going to talk about an announcement from Newfound Glory. Also on the list today is Amazon Music has pissed off some of their freemium and prime members. So we'll get to that. And then we're going to talk about TikTok and how they are making the music industry grow very impatient with them. But before we get to all of that, John, a video surfaced this week of the Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan uh-huh. uh, basically just casually eating chips during a drum solo at one of the band's recent shows in Milwaukee. The drum solo lasted about 45 seconds or so, and Corgan just takes the time to grab a bite to eat. And for those of you watching this, here's that clip. So, John, I think Billy Corgan eating these chips is the vibe every front man or front woman should strive for. Like, just giving zero fucks. He's clearly living his best life during this moment. He does not seem completely interested in the drum solo, like completely unimpressed. Who would be? I don't know who would be interested in a drum solo (laughs) at this point, but I mean, at least it was only 45 seconds. Those things used to go on for, you know, several minutes. Oh, for sure. And there was nothing fascinating going on with the drum solo. Like, it's not like Tommy Lee or Travis Barker being turned upside down, being risen up or anything like that. Uh, Just your typical drum solo. Yeah. But like, what do you oh, think I, yeah. he's thinking <laughs> during this drum solo? Because like, like he does seem completely uninterested. There like, was dip involved too, right? Maybe it looks like the so the chips are I, I in know a cup. There's a cup. Okay. Okay. So there's a cup full of chips. Not sure what kind of chips. Um, sure. Could be some but, sort of mix. Yeah, it just lo- looked like he was just kind of gazing out into the crowd. You know, like just thinking. Like he had a look on his face that was just like, these chips are good, but I need something else or, you know, or... Yeah, they're probably feel calling like he for was, a dip, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Like, man, these chips are great, but they'd be a lot better if they had some dip. But, John, a lot of people don't know this, and I think our listeners should know, but what the video didn't show is what happened afterward while the band continued their set. Like, it was clear that Corgan thought about those chips and food for the rest of the gig, and he wound up actually screwing up some lyrics, song titles, and a lot more uh, during the set. So, like, for example, when they played their song 1979, everybody knows that song, right? The lyrics, the original lyrics to that are shake down 1979, mm-hmm. cool kids never have the time. But he yes, somehow ended up singing smash down every chip in sight, cool ranch, enjoyed every bite. Oh my God. So, yeah, it's, it's Do not Do you think those chips right. were laced? I, they might have been. But based on what he said, maybe, maybe he was eating cool ranch Doritos. I, I don't know. Oh, they went on to perform buffet with honey barbecue wings. Oh, yeah, definitely got that song title wrong. That's, yeah. for those of you who don't know, Butterfly, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Um, yeah. Not Buffet also, with Honey Barbecue Wings. No, that's That does sound delicious, That's though. wrong. So he just, sounded so he just sounded so hungry during the set because there was another time their song Today, one of their most popular songs, came up. And that song starts off normally... Today is the greatest day of ever. Uh, you're known. you're Corgan, Corgan mistakenly sang, These lays are the greatest chips I've ever oh. known. 
So again, God. something was just clearly off with him. Salty. <laughs> yeah, he, he was salty. And finally, like as the band left the stage, he thanked the crowd by saying, Milwaukee, you guys were unbelievable tonight. It's nights like these where you make me proud to be part of the Smashing Pringles. And then he just walks off stage. So uh-huh. he even got the band's name wrong, John. You know, it's almost unavoidable to smash Pringles. I mean, you have to jam your fist in the can. Do you remember and, when uh, we used to eat Pringles? You take one and then you flip the other one underneath. Yeah, you make and a then little you put duck both, mouth. Yeah, make a little yeah. duck face. Yeah, yeah. But I just I always hated Pringles because I mean I didn't like dumping them into my hand. No, I didn't like the act of reaching in and grabbing the amount I wanted, but you end up just smashing them. Yeah, and if you really think about it, Pringles are a poor choice of a chip. They're, they're not really chip. good. You None can't of, dip them. Th- no, you can't do it because they'll just break. Yeah, and then you got chips in your dip. Yeah, and <laughs> nobody wants that. No, you have to scoop them out with two fingers and get a dip and chip mix. See, that's why I really like the Tostitos brand tortilla chip because they're thick, and anytime you uh-huh. dip those, chances are they are not gonna going break. to break off. My wife, she likes... She likes really thin chips. And I'm like, why do you like these? They break every single time, and I just, it ruins the experience for me. Oh, I remind my wife uh, once a month, I, I don't want any goddamn Dean's French onion dip in this house. <laughs> I said, it's Prairie Farms You don't farms like Dean's only. French onion? Okay, I said, if you farms. bring Dean's into this house, so help me God. <laughs> I don't want it in the fucking house. How but many fights and arguments have you had over that? She's never brought it in, so I just, I just openly threaten her. <laughs> For no oh, okay. reason. Yeah. It's never happened. And my favorite chip to dip in the Prairie Farm stretch is a Frito. A Frito scoop. A Frito scoop. Yes. Uh, that's definitely better than just the normal Fritos. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's the thing, too. When it comes to the Tostitos, I like the Tostitos scoops. Those are the kind that I prefer. Yes. Also, it's good for salsa. Mm-hmm. Less uh, salsa drippage. Yeah. You get as much as you want. Mm-hmm. I could go on about chips all day. Me and Billy. <laughs> yeah. I think Prairie Farms should sponsor, and I think Tostitos should sponsor. I'm just throwing that I mean, out there. There's, there's definitely some sponsorship chances that he's missing out on. I meant this podcast. Oh, I thought I thought you meant Billy. Well, Billy too, but I mean, I feel like yeah. after people listen to this podcast, sales are going to go up for Prairie Farms. Dean's is going to see a decline. Uh, Tostitos yep. is going to see an incline. So uh-huh. we'll see. We'll see. And Prairie Farms will continue to thrive. Always. All right, John, let's move on. All right. So we're at the bottom of the bag. We're just down to the crumbs (laughs) here. Yep. Yep. So it's time to open up another bag, uh, another segment, if you will. So, John, Paramore was playing in Toronto this last week on November 7th, to be exact, when a fight broke out, causing Haley Williams to pause the band's performance while she called out the ones involved. And here's a clip of her addressing that situation. You good. Okay, we got a fight. Oh man, what do you guys think this is? Like a terror show? Oh, we're not a hardcore band, bro. Come on, we're gonna dance tonight. We're gonna have fun, or we're not gonna do it. You okay? Are you okay? Do you want to split up? I mean. Got me up here acting like a teacher. <laughs> Detention for everyone. So 
good on Haley to see something and and say something, you know, because it seems That's like right. ever since that Astro World Festival thing that went down, a lot of people got injured, people died. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like a lot more artists are now like stopping their sets whenever they see fights or someone is getting hurt. So this is good to see. Also, it seems weird for a fight to break out at a Paramore concert. Yeah, unless it was like two dads. Right, but we don't know why the fight broke out. But what's also cool here is, don't you think that Haley Williams has some like really cool mom vibes when she's addressing the situation? Oh, yeah. I mean, she took over. She put an end to it really quickly. Yeah, uh, it just seems... a lot of times I've seen them try to stop fights and then they just like make it worse. Sometimes. Yeah. So you mean the band? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes try... the bands will get involved. Yeah. In the I fight. mean, Axel jumped into that's one, the... didn't he? <laughs> that's the one I'm thinking of. That was actually yeah, in yeah, St. Louis. Right. And didn't mm-hmm. I think maybe a fire or something started afterwards too? They left early too. Oh, uh, I know Guns N' Roses had a an incident where they quit playing really shortly after starting in St. Louis or something like that. They yeah. had some sort of incident. And and I believe that was the complete incident. Something happened in that the audience. It, yeah. Axel tried to address it. So he jumped, stage dove into the pit Crowd, or whatever, yeah, attacked yeah. attacked the guy, and then got back on stage and said something and said, we're, we're leaving. And that was it. Yep. And then they, ha- they did not return to St. Louis until their reunion, I think, with Slash, maybe. I don't know oh, if that's Jesus. true or not, but I, I want to say that that was like just a few years ago. So... So yeah, but John, have you ever have you ever seen a fight at a concert? Um, I can't say that I have. Not an all-out one. Definitely some rough pits and stuff like that where you see like sure. people kind of get into it, but never really, uh, never full-on fight. I've yelled at children uh, at concerts, but <laughs> like, like Sesame Street I, or no? I mean, I shouldn't say children, but younger people. <laughs> Got you. Got uh, you. Just when they're talking loudly at like an acoustic show or during an acoustic song. Ah, like talking uh, yes. all the way through the song. I mean, why go to a concert if you're going to talk throughout right. it? Oh, I agree. And especially, yeah. you don't want to talk through an acoustic set at all. No. I mean, if it's loud that's, and you want to sing along, I don't care about any of that crap. Oh, that's different. I mean, that's I, different. But I mean, I did have a whole Taking Back Sunday set ruined by some girl singing along out of tune every word right behind me. Ew. Ew. Just, oof. That's unfortunate. Yeah, she was built like a defensive lineman, just <laughs> singing loudly. <laughs> So you weren't going to say anything to her? Oh, hell no. <laughs> nope. All right, John, one of our favorite all-time pop punk bands, Newfound Glory, has announced a new acoustic album. It's going to be called Make the Most of It. The album will be filled with new and old songs. It's set to be released on January 20th, and there will be seven new songs and seven older songs. The older right. songs on the album will be Understatement, all Downhill, Dressed to Kill, The Story So Far, Failure's Not Flattering, My Friends Over You, and Hit or Miss. So, John, you excited about this one? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's something different. I don't think they've ever done an acoustic record that I can recollect. But Yep, nothing comes to mind, that's for sure. Like, I always love a good acoustic song, and I especially mm-hmm. love acoustic covers. So I'm really excited to hear the seven songs we're already familiar with. I'm excited to hear those reimagined and I can't wait to hear, you know, those songs in acoustic fashion like that. That to Mm -hmm. me is the most exciting part. Of course, new songs are always welcome, but I really want to hear this fresh new take on, on these older songs that meant a lot to me uh, when we were what, 18, 19. So this is cool. 
Yeah, and I I read somewhere that Ryan Key from Yellow Cards kind of filling in for Chad with touring. I don't know about on the record, but no, I don't I don't think so. But it, uh, it was my understanding though that a lot of the newer songs were written while Chad was going through his battle with mm-hmm. being sick and and that sort of thing. So it'd be kind of interesting to hear you know the vibe of of those new songs for sure. Yeah, it'd be nice if they would release their back catalog a little bit on vinyl. It's, you don't see a lot of newfound glory on vinyl. A lot of no, the pop you don't. punk bands really think they're missing out well right now it sounds like vinyl's hard to come by because probably Mm because taylor swift used it all up for her midnight's album so maybe during the pandemic there's a lot of uh delays at pressing plants but i think it's starting to pick back up to where it's more normal but yeah well actually uh, for this one out on great opportunity to to make some money though for this one i think they are making 300 units on vinyl so I think you could do get that at brooklynvegan.com. You can pre-order that right oh. now. So I'll if I can remember, I'll try to such put a, a small number. I know. So you gotta you gotta you gotta oh, pre-order. No. And by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure that 300 will be already called for. So we'll for see. Sure. All right, John. So Amazon Music made some updates over the last couple of weeks, and the updates have made some of their customers really really upset. The streaming service recently added 98 million songs to its platform in order to capitalize on an increase in demand. So yes, that is nice. Uh, However, Prime members are upset because now they can only play individual songs if they upgrade to Amazon Music Unlimited, which is $9 a month. So now Prime members can only shuffle songs, not select individual songs for listening. Like, that's a big change, John, and I'm not sure I really agree with this, but that kind of just turns it into Pandora almost, unless you're paying. Sort of, yeah. I mean, like, you get to make your own playlist, but right, but you can't listen to a song on demand. You you got to put yeah. it on shuffle. And I'm an Amazon Prime member, and I never used Amazon Music in the first place because I I pay for Spotify, and, and I never used it because it was limited in the, in the music or songs that that they offered. But I just think it makes the most sense, like if I were Amazon, I think it makes the most sense to give your Prime members unlimited access out the gate because you're already paying about $13 a month, I think, for Prime. But serve up ads to them every two to three songs or whatever, unless they pay that $9 extra a month fee, then they get the no ads. But let them continue to pick the the song that they want to listen to and... And I would think doing it this way, I'd assume, I don't know, but I'd assume they'd make more money because of ads. So I think more people might be inclined to listen to an ad type subscription model as long as they're able to pick the songs that they want to listen to. But but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I sit through ads on podcasts all the time, but it's something that I've selected to listen to. So Right, exactly. So I, I don't know. I think they kind of handled this one poorly i think it could have been handled better i guess well i mean i if amazon needs more of our money i mean so be it yeah that's that's true i mean they're struggling why not stick it to everybody all right john so rounding out our episode this week it looks like tiktok is causing the music industry to become increasingly impatient with the social platform because when it comes to music royalty payouts the social network reportedly pays out almost Nothing. So in a report by Billboard, they write, artists and executives compare success on TikTok to the lottery. It's completely random. However, the lottery financial winnings aren't paid out by TikTok. 
those rewards are paid from outside the platform in the form of royalties from streaming surges or a label advance. TikTok pays almost nothing. The article goes on to say there isn't a fixed rate for music on TikTok. Labels and distributors negotiate licenses individually, just like Spotify does. But one thing appears constant. The numbers are horrifying, says one manager who has had several songs take off on the app and shared his royalty statements with Billboard. A marketer who oversaw the campaign for a single that was used in roughly half a million TikTok videos reports that his artists took home less than $5,000 from the platform, despite the views numbering in the billions. One Ugh. indie label head shared several months of royalty information indicating that 1 million views on TikTok leads to about 8 bucks. In contrast, managers say that while payouts from YouTube vary, 1 million views will usually earn somewhere between 500 and $2,000. So here's my take on this. TikTok, without a doubt, is taking off and it's the biggest social network there is right now. They've got all of the attention. Chinese uh, spyware. That too. Mm -hmm. And I'll preface what I'm going to say with this. Like I feel for the bands or artists who may feel squeezed here, but I would argue that TikTok should be used to their advantage. Use it as a marketing tool because it does actually work. There have been a number of artists who have gotten popular just from using this app. So mm -hmm. when a song goes viral, even though that artist may not see monetary rewards like directly from TikTok, they are seeing it in other ways, like mm -hmm. their streaming numbers will go up. Maybe they'll get more followers, maybe more ticket sales, maybe merch, merch. sales go up. Yeah. Um, and when you get more followers, maybe you get more um, you know, endorsement deals, that sort of thing. So if you go viral, you're going to see some some success. And I just feel like this is more of a like long game than a short game. And that's how I think this game should be played. And I think artists and record labels should start looking at it more that way. Like just capitalize on and take advantage of what you can use for free. And plus, the best thing about it is it's a level playing field right now at this point. So you can totally use it to your advantage. No one has a leg up on you. Don't look at it as needing a quick buck because your song is being played. Like people are celebrating your music and helping you grow organically by using your music in their TikToks and that sort of thing. So like that's something that can't be bought. Like you can't pay for people to willingly put your music to their TikTok videos and bring awareness to your brand or your band or something like that. So John, what do you... What are your thoughts on this? What do you think? Well, I, it seems to me that a TikTok trend doesn't last that long. So right. I'm, I worry that the music d doesn't stay in the consciousness long enough for the band to see any benefit from it, maybe. You know, if it's such a flash in the pan kind of thing, yeah. then, you know, how much benefit are they really getting from it if they're not getting that, yeah, that and money it's, right away? It's weird, too, because what the article didn't talk about... and you know, what really constitutes a stream at that point? Is it 15 seconds? Because usually anything that's going to go viral on TikTok, it's going to be a short video. So I would assume it's going to mm -hmm. be under 15 seconds because just attention spans aren't quite what sure. they used to be. And that's TikTok takes advantage of that. They know that people don't have long attention spans. Uh, so they're going to serve up those videos that are shorter. 
Plus, mm-hmm. the videos that are shorter are going to be rewatched on accident more times because it just loops on that app. Mm-hmm. So it's going to appear that that video is wanted to be watched more, so it's going to get more plays and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. I think that's how the algorithm probably works. But what do, what constitutes uh, a stream? If there's a TikTok that's 15 seconds playing, you know, I'm just a kid by Simple Plan, should Simple Plan get a kickback from that? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, well, they probably should, but should they get a full, you know, 0.004 cents or whatever it is that Spotify pays out? You know, like, I, I well, don't I know. I think there's a difference between it happening to a, like a well-established band that has the ability to be accessed easily as opposed to, you know, maybe it's a band that's on Bandcamp or an independent band and, you know, they're not as widely distributed. They don't have a back catalog like... You know, the guy skateboarding to Fleetwood Mac. I mean, that song's widely available, so they're going to see right. a bump in that because, you know, it's so well established already. But if it's a song that's newer and it's not as established, there's not as many ways to access it uh, True. to give that band that money. So that might right. be the issue, really. Yeah, it it's crazy. And I'm sure there's negotiations going on with TikTok and the music industry because I do want to add that TikTok music does seem to be on its way like they are currently actively working on this there's a uh i believe it's music.tiktok.com that's actually a site uh you can't really access it right now but it is a site so maybe all this tiktok pays out virtually nothing type talk will go away very soon so time will tell i guess we'll just wait and see tiktok tiktok (laughs) there you go All right, guys, that'll do it for this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're really digging our show, please consider helping us spread the word and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and or on Spotify. A five-star review would be greatly appreciated. And please let us know what you're digging most about this show and also what you'd like to hear more of. So with that, thanks again. And remember, spread love. Peace.